You're on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is The Triage Room. The Triage Room is a podcast that encourages and empowers listeners to overcome obstacles of pain. Pain is the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. When we describe the type of pain we're having, we're really describing the symptoms. Once we identify the symptoms, then we can deal with the roots. Welcome to the triage room. You're now on deck with Ursula Camille. And this is the triage room. Today's topic, the Rachel to Leah syndrome. Webster's Dictionary defines a syndrome as a group of signs and symptoms that occur together and characterize a particular abnormality or condition. Another definition is a set of concurrent things such as emotions or actions that forms an identifiable pattern. In the workforce, some may have experienced climbing the corporate ladder at a rapid pace, gaining promotion after promotion. In the entertainment world, there are those who are loved during their time of rising up on the billboard charts. In the sports arena, some may have experienced what it is to be MVP and getting major endorsement deals. You may have also experienced becoming the hero to many fans as you silently mentor those whom you have never met in person. Then if we travel on Relationship Boulevard, we can also find those who have experienced the warmth and love from family, friends, and even from a spouse. You're loved, adored, well-received, and appreciated. Now let's take a look at Genesis 29, verse 17. Leah was tenderized, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. In this verse, we see that Leah was tenderized, which means that there was no sparkle, tender, weak, timid. And Rachel is described as beautiful and well-favored, which means she was beautiful in shape, countenance, features, and appearance. She was lively, vivacious, and extremely attractive. Let's take a look at verse 31. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. In verse 31, we see that hated in this verse is an idiom, meaning preference. We see that Leah was not preferred by Jacob, and the Lord opened Leah's womb, while Rachel, who was preferred by Jacob, she was barren. Each area mentioned as before in workforce, the sports arena, entertainment, and relationships all reflect how we can experience being received or preferred like Rachel. Now let's take a look at what happens when we are no longer preferred. Where once someone may have been climbing the corporate ladder and getting promotions to now being overlooked for positions, devalued, and maybe even demoted. Sometimes on the job, Some may get accustomed to being the go-to person. And when someone new comes aboard, they may have a difficult time adjusting to now someone else is being preferred and now they're being overlooked. And now where they once could just seems like it was effortless just to continue to get these promotions, things are now at a standstill. They're no longer getting promoted. They're now maybe even experiencing being demoted and being overlooked. In the sports arena, You may no longer be MVP. Endorsement deals may have dried up. And now those who were once faithful, dedicated fans no longer support and may even become harsh in their words on various media outlets. In the entertainment world, you may find that downloads and streams are lower. 
spins on radio reflect that you are no longer in heavy rotation and those who once spoke well of you now have chosen to hop on the negative Nancy boat and begin to rip your name to shreds. Today you're hot, tomorrow you're not. Then let's go back down Relationship Boulevard. Seems like there's some unanimous vote that you knew nothing about. And so-called friends, family, and even a spouse have all marked you as some black sheep and you are no longer preferred, no longer received. And you're now wondering to yourself, what is this and how did things get to this point? And some may wonder, why would I mention spouse when I mention family and friends? Because marriage is something that's so sacred. But I mentioned spouse because there are those who may be suffering from someone that they're married to who has now changed their minds and, you know, what they decided they were going to be a part of and who they were going to be joined with together as one. Now they have decided they no longer want to be a part of that. They no longer prefer you. So this is why I'm mentioning this, because it happens in marriages. This is how, you know, divorce comes about, but it happens. So this is the reason why I mentioned spouse. But in all these areas, it can be painful to once be preferred, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, all of this, these people were cheering you on. And once upon a time, they were in your corner rooting you on. And now all of a sudden things have changed. And depending on your value system, depending on where you are in life and how you view life and how you what you use to get through life, as far as your tools and and your faith, you know, it will determine your outcome is going to determine the direction you're going to go in. Either you're going to continue to allow yourself to see things the way they're being presented, or you're going to allow yourself to see things the way they should be according to the truth based on the word of God. Now, these are all some form of how many experience what it is not to be preferred like Leah. It happens, whether it's in the workforce, whether it's in sports, whether it's in entertainment or whether it's in personal relationships, be it family, friends or even in a marriage. People can experience what it is to no longer be preferred. So my, well, how can it happen in a family? Well, something as simple as, OK, now, once upon a time, everybody preferred your potato salad. Now, all of a sudden, cousin so-and-so. Now your potato salad is being rejected, you know, and now cousin so-and-so who got married into the family, you know, now everybody's preferring their potato salad. Something that simple, depending on the person who's being in this season, looking at themselves and seeing themselves as a Leah, no longer being preferred, can throw them back. Something that simple based on their belief system, based on their value system and based on what is important to them. One may see that during their Rachel season is where they were full of life and maybe something happened in their personal life that affected them to where they became timid or no longer lively as they used to be. Now, this happens sometimes we look at sports when there's an injury. Um, sometimes, you know, somebody can go through an injury and they never planned on getting hurt. Who goes in to play sports and, oh, you know, my goal is to get injured. Nobody plans to get hurt, but it's some, something that happens. And when it happens... It can really show a person those who were dedicated fans and those who are just, you know what, mm, we're going to move on over here. We're going to be a fan of this one over here. And depending on how that particular player was built, their belief system, it can really affect them in a mighty way. If you hold on to every cheer and everything that comes out of the mouth of the fans, 
That's what you're living by. But if you hold on to God's word and that is his word is a lamp unto your feet, you've allowed his word to be a lamp unto your feet, then you see things different. And even when the darkest hour comes, as far as, you know, what used to be great is no longer like that. Now you are in your Leah season. You will embrace your Leah season just a little bit different. But sometimes, you know, it can take somebody down a path that they never intended to go on. And it may take a person a while before they regather themselves after an injury, depending on how, um, you know, bad the injury was. It could be very traumatizing. And it's like, I'm going to use the example of somebody in a car accident. You get in a car accident and, when you know, when you go through that whole thing, depending on the impact and everything that you experience in that car accident, it may take you a while before you decide to get back behind the wheel again. Because you remember, maybe you have flashbacks of what you experienced, what you endured. And maybe, you know, by the time you gather yourself and you try it again, you're going to go at your own pace. You're going to take baby steps. Maybe when you first get behind the wheel, you just may go up the street. You know, next time it may be across the street to the store. And then maybe over time you go further, further away from home. But at first, just to initially get back behind the wheel, it'll take work. Depending on what you experienced in an accident. So someone who may have been injured while playing sports, I mean, when they experience that whole Rachel Talia syndrome, it can really have a great impact where this is the hardest place they've ever been in. And maybe it not just might be the physical part of it, of recovering from the injury, you know, seeing how people walk away or maybe the team they play it on is cut them. Some people just don't bounce back from that. Because maybe all their life, their goal was to be where they were in playing and they didn't have a plan B. They didn't plan to get hurt. They didn't plan for life to turn out the way that it did. And when they reached the goal of making the team and playing the sport, things were great. They finally reached what they envisioned. But what they didn't envision happening was a part of getting hurt. And now they've entered into a Leah season. Well, now they're no longer preferred. And for some, that experience, you may still have a great support system. But for some people, maybe you've experienced everybody walked away. Nobody is preferring you right now. And you're trying to figure out, what is this? How, how did I get here? And even for the one experience, when it comes to the job, all you've ever known is climbing up the corporate ladder. But when it all comes crumbling down, maybe the business you're working for went out of business. Maybe, you know, um... Somebody new came on and they have great, fresh ideas that are better for the company. And now you're no longer preferred by the company. They're going a different direction and you've invested your life. This is all you know. But now you're at a crossroads. What now? What do I do? I'm no longer preferred. And the same one, the same thing for the one in the entertainment industry. You know, when you experience the Leah season, depending on what, you know, you value. What is your value system will determine how you navigate through it. It'll determine how you see it. For some, it could be the worst thing ever in their life. For some, it could seem like it's not a, a detour. For, for some people, it's either a detour for some. And for some people, it's a dead end. And if it's a detour, you know there's another way to get to where you're going. If you view it as a dead end, then for you, how you're looking at it, in your eyes, it's over. If you feel like this is your Leah season and there's nothing else left, then you're looking at it as a dead end and you feel like there's nothing, there's nothing left. It's over. 
And if you feel like there's nothing left that's over, then you won't do what you need to do to rise up above it. And you'll remain in that space. And the same thing for someone when it comes to close personal relationships. You know, I use the word friend, but a real friend wouldn't do that. A real friend, all right? Real friend won't 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 <laughs> do certain things. But when you look at, you know, certain family members, because you can't choose your family now, your certain family members, you know, that you would expect to maybe cheer you on or be there. You may see the, the ones you may have been looking at. Eh, no, this your list and we don't prefer you no more. We don't like your, we don't like your potato salad. We want cousin so-and-so potato salad. Or, you know, when it comes to a spouse, there's some that have experienced, you know, sad to say, or will experience, sad to say, you know, it comes to a place where, you're no longer preferred. But can I tell you something very enlightening? Just because they don't prefer you does not mean it's over. Does not mean life is finished. They're just revealing to you whether it's in a marriage, whether it's a team that, that has rejected you, whether it's a job, whatever it may be that's no longer preferring you, it's okay. It's all right. You have to see it as an opportunity for you to begin to evaluate the relationships that are in your life, to evaluate your own personal value system. What is more important to you? And sometimes we don't even realize where we have placed our value system until we are in our Leah season. It's amazing how you go through life and until you are you know, faced with a thing, you don't even realize it until it's you in that seat. And if a spouse has rejected you, if they say they no longer prefer you, okay, that's the decision. That's their choice. But sometimes it has to do with, has nothing to do with you. Sometimes people have a different appetite and their appetite determines what they choose. They want to digest what they want to eat. What, what, ta- what table they want to eat from. Maybe now they have a different type of taste, which may have been dormant, but now it's there. And you just thank God for the truth. You still got life to live. You still got things to do. You still have purpose to serve. So whether it's a team that's rejected you, that's no longer preferring you, whether it's a job that's no longer preferring you, whether it's family, friends, or spouse no longer preferring you, you still have life. It's just an opportunity to reevaluate some things. The Leah season is where rejection, abandonment, and people-pleasing can enter in if you have placed your value system in the hands of others. If you only see yourself as great or valuable when others are celebrating you or receiving you, then the Leah season can have the potential to break you down to the point of no return. You can find yourself depressed, feelings of worthlessness, hopelessness, and heartache. Here's my moment of transparency. Prior to my divorce, During the time of separation, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed asking God, how did I go from being Rachel to Leah? I could not understand how was it that once upon a time, supposedly in the eyes and heart of my ex, I was loved and adored. And then things shifted to me no longer being preferred, though it was painful. I had to face the reality and deal with what presented itself. Even though nothing made sense to me at the time, I had to totally trust in the Lord. Though I have experienced pain throughout different times in my life, the pain that came from not being preferred positioned me to birth new and great things, such as the triage room. 
It also allowed me the opportunity to look deep within and say, I choose me. Whether I'm Rachel or Leah in the eyes of man does not matter. What matters is how does God see me? And as long as God chooses me, that is what matters most. Sometimes in life, we can get comfortable in our Rachel season where we are celebrated, appreciated, loved, and even adored. Yet when life happens and things change, we have not prepared for our Leah season. The season where we are no longer preferred by those same people. Though Leah said after having her first son, now therefore will my husband love me. And after son number six, she said, now will my husband dwell with me. We should not position ourselves to be loved, celebrated or received based on what we produce. The Rachel to Leah syndrome shows us individually who is who in our lives, where we have placed our value system. And depending on what is revealed during this time shows us what needs to be adjusted within us. It is also an opportunity to bring forth something great. As the Lord saw Leah was not preferred by Jacob, he opened her womb. When you're no longer preferred by man in any arena or capacity in life, take a deep look within to review your value system. Embrace the space and know that maybe the Lord is positioning you during this time where you are about to bring forth some great things. Let us pray. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, just to say thank you. Lord, I thank you for life, health, and strength. Father, I ask you right now, Lord, for those that are tuning in now or may even listen later, Lord. I'm asking you, Father, that you just touch those that are in a place of their Leah season. Those that really don't understand, God, that what they're dealing with right now, that that right now, Father, even though they might not be preferred at this time, God, does not mean that you're not preferring them. Does not mean, God, that you're not choosing them. That, Father, even though they may feel like they're rejected by man, that, God, that now is an opportunity for them to reevaluate their value system, to put things in proper perspective and to understand, Lord, that just because man does not prefer them does not mean you don't prefer them. That, God, those that are suffering from the spirit of rejection and abandonment, that right now, Father, I cast out the spirit of rejection and abandonment in the name of Jesus. That, Father, that their eyes are open to see themselves the way that you see them. And for the one that may be crying out, God, because they haven't even been introduced to who you are. They have no clue as to who you are and what you can do, Lord, and how mighty and how powerful you are, Lord. That you've created them for purpose. That, Father, that their eyes be open to the, who they are. And they come into the knowledge of the truth, no longer blinded by the wrong things in life and not allowing themselves, God, to be in a place where they're positioned, but they go by what man says. But Father, they begin to see themselves and they go by what you say. For man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That those that have been in a place, God, of lack of understanding, I speak right now, Father, I bind up the spirit of lack. I cast out the lack of understanding in the name of Jesus. Lack of identity, lack of love, I cast you out now in the name of Jesus. I speak right now, Father, that they come into the knowledge of the truth of who you are. I speak love into their life. True identity in their life. I thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord, to reflect and to get prepared for that Leah season. That at some point, Lord, we all will experience that Leah season of not being preferred at some point. But if we're rooted and grounded, if we're rooted and grounded in you, rooted and grounded in your word, Lord, 
to know that you're right there with us, that you will see us through, that you will see us through. You will see them through this dark season. Those that experience the Leah syndrome, you'll see them through it, Father, if they trust you. All they got to do, God, is trust you. And right now, Lord, those that know what it is to be in the space of Rachel being received and celebrated, not to get caught up with that. Put your values in the right place and not into man. Lord, I ask you right now, Father, to heal the brokenhearted, those that have been rejected, Lord, by their spouses, those that experience divorce. I'm asking you right now, Father, to heal what needs to be healed. Heal the brokenhearted, those that are blinded by pain right now, heartache. Those that don't know how to navigate right now because they weren't prepared for the Leah season. I'm asking your father to give them the tools necessary, Father, to navigate in this time. I cast out depression. I cast out hopelessness. I cast you out now in the name of Jesus. Deep heartache and pain. Emotional distress. Cast you out and send you back to the pit in the name of Jesus. And I speak the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace. Patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against us. There is no law. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that those listening, God, would understand that even though they may experience the Leah season, it is not a dead end, but it's an opportunity, Lord, for a detour to get on the right path, to understand, Lord, to see themselves the way that you see them and not hold on to the opinions of others. God, I thank you and I praise you and I glorify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You all be blessed. Thank you for joining me on deck in the triage room. To get the music you hear in this podcast or to stay connected, visit my website, UrsulaCamille.com. That's U-R-S-E-L-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. Sign up on my email list, get merch and more. Have an area of pain you want to address in the triage room? Send your email to the triage room at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ursula Camille, signing off. Be blessed. One touch in your life change. Did you know that Jesus reigns? One touch in your life change.